Thanksgiving is this week, Christmas is around the corner, and maybe you are starting to fear some conversations that might come up in friend or family gatherings with people who don't know about your trying to conceive journey. And maybe they're going to ask questions like, when are you guys going to start having kids? Have you guys thought about that? When are you expecting? Like, are you trying? And maybe you're sitting there asking yourself, how do I navigate this? Or you're dreading going to these gatherings because that's the last topic of conversation you want to have when you are kind of in the waiting period and the heartache of not being able to conceive in the way that you thought or had expected or hoped. So in today's episode, we're going to dive into what scripture says and how we can approach people that do not know how difficult this road can be. And they do generally mean well when they're asking questions because they're just so excited. And obviously, they would love for you to have kids. Kids are such a blessing, right? We know that they mean well, but sometimes it's just hard to have the same question asked over and over again or year after year. And people just don't know that sometimes the road to conceiving is not as easy as we hope or expect. It's not as easy as just deciding to start your family. So let's look to God's word and see what he has to say about navigating conversations or sticky situations that maybe just leave us uncomfortable and we just don't know how to show up in that capacity. And maybe we're, this can just lessen the dread that you feel about the family gatherings coming up. Hey friends, welcome to the Waiting Well podcast. I am your host, Courtney Dunker, and you are here because your journey to motherhood has not looked the way that you always imagined. It has held heartbreak, loneliness, and questions like, why me, God? I'm here to remind you that you do not have to walk this road alone. And here we can wait well together. Each week, I will share faith-based encouragement from my own infertility journey, provide information from guest experts on navigating infertility and conceiving, powerful testimonies, and top tips on stewarding your health and emotional well-being through this demanding journey. So if you are ready to take back control of your life, find peace with God, join the in-between spaces, and thrive in your waiting season, then meet me at the well, girl. Grab that warm chocolate chip cookie, a little bit of unicorn juice or iced coffee. We've got some intentional growth to do. Let's get it. So to kick off, I first have to just clarify that for my personal journey, because of my role as a faith and fitness coach, using social media to share her story and her journey and build a business, I was always pretty public about our trying to conceive journey. It probably took within the first year that I started sharing more publicly, just kind of with anybody that we were trying and what that meant and the the difficult road to that. I obviously got more vulnerable as I the years progressed because it was just something that was like such a big, huge weight in my life. And I found sharing on social media to actually be pretty therapeutic. I was one of those girls that grew up who had a journal for everything. Like (laughs) I literally have like a second grade journal entries about my crushes back in the day. So I was just someone who's always found writing to be therapeutic and healing. And that was no different for sharing my conceiving journey. However, I do talk to so many women who are opposite of me and they're very private. Like their, their parents, their siblings do not know that they are currently trying to conceive or that it's been difficult 
or the heartache of that goes on with that. And I think a lot of that is just, it can be a little bit of embarrassment or shame or just like, what would people say or think? And even just kind of unsolicited advice, like you always hear that. I heard that so much on social media. It would just be like, okay, um, you know, why don't you try relaxing or why don't you stop thinking about it? It's like, that's not actually helpful advice because it doesn't quite work like that. So in case you fall into that category, I wanted to spend some time just kind of equipping you with obviously the sword of truth and that is God's word and just really looking to what God says about navigating difficult conversations just from a biblical perspective and really embracing wisdom and love and patience for people or conversations that might come up that are not your favorite conversations to have. But maybe with this episode in your back pocket and listening to this, it can equip you to embrace these conversations and be able to not dread them, essentially. So the first point that I want to make is just love and forgiveness. That's really what God has called us to. Jesus emphasized the importance of love and forgiveness interactions with others. So in Matthew 5, he says, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Now, obviously, <laughs> we're not, persecution is not necessarily happening in a lot of these conversations. But when you're asked intrusive questions that people mean well, but it is, if you are private about that, it can be very intrusive to have someone be asking about your conceiving journey and essentially your intimacy with your spouse, right? And so when we look at this first, we really just want to be intentional because if we are defensive in that question, that question gets asked, when are you guys going to start having kids? Or have you guys started trying? Or have you guys started thinking about it? Like, what are you thinking? X, Y, and Z, right? When you start hearing that line of questioning, and you've been going through your waiting season trying to conceive, it's been, it's been heartbreaking. You are going to automatically be put on the defensive. So even though they're not your enemy in the same capacity that maybe the scripture is referring to, it can be a form of that where because you are getting defensive, you want to lash out or you want to just have negative feelings that are not of the Lord. It's not actually love and forgiveness that's um, being displayed in you. And so applying this verse in those conversations is really just saying, okay, Lord, as I go into today's events with my family or with my friends, Give me love and forgiveness for those who are asking about something that they don't know about. They do not have the knowledge that I am trying to conceive. They do not know. They're not aware because I have not told them. I have not invited them into that journey with me that this is not as easy as I had hoped, that we've been trying. It's been heartbreaking. And I'm not ready to invite them in yet. Give me your heart to love them and to pray for those to have soft hearts and maybe someone else can make them aware that you know it's not as simple like there are quite a lot of people that struggle to conceive these days and so maybe that just awareness could really help them but ultimately any response that you give any conversation that comes up whether you are private or public about it no matter how you're feeling that day like i know there was plenty of times where I, I would walk into a, a, you know some kind of event and I started my period that day 
or I um, took a test and it was negative, right? So it's like you could already be triggered walking into events throughout the holiday season. It doesn't stop. We've talked about that so often in this podcast. Like it, you you don't turn off trying to conceive because it is something that like you get that period every single month. So it's a constant reminder of what is not yet happening in your body. And so just really asking for the Lord to help you apply Matthew 5:44 in loving your enemies and praying for those who do not understand. Like what a blessing that some people don't understand. You can't just decide to get pregnant one month and get pregnant. Like I have plenty of friends that did. But for me that was not the case. And they don't know what I've experienced, so I need to have a loving and forgiving heart especially if I have not invited them into that awareness by educating them on what my journey has held so far. The second thing that God calls us to in navigating difficult conversations or just people that may not understand or know about our particular circumstances is a spirit of gentleness and humility. In Proverbs 15.1, it is written that a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Responding to friends or relatives that are a little bit nosy with gentleness and humility will really help diffuse tension. I know that if I start acting on my defensive trigger that just took place because someone just asked me a question that I don't of a topic I don't want to talk about with them, especially if I have not yet shared the news that we are currently trying to conceive and it's not going well, I'm automatically in that defensive position. So if I start reacting in that, it's just going to create a situation that's opposite of what God's wisdom in scripture talks about. So Proverbs is a book, obviously a book of wisdom, and it is literally teaching us how to approach various situations with biblical insight, biblical wisdom. And it says that sometimes if you're harsh in your words, you're going to stir up anger. You're going to stir up problems, right? And so thinking through how can I be gentle in my answer and my reply to the person who does not understand what they're asking. It's kind of like now (laughs) going through pregnancy. I was actually just at the aquarium with my daughter. I am just finishing up my second trimester, about to enter my third trimester. (laughs) So I'm only like 26 weeks pregnant. And this guy, I've never met him in my life, total stranger, just passing him by in the aquarium. He looks at me, he goes, oh, wow, how exciting. Like, how far along are you? Eight or nine months pregnant? And I just looked at him. I'm like, first of all, you're a male. And second of all, you're a stranger. And third of all, are you kidding me right now? Like, you do not make comments like that. So it was just so frustrating. But in that situation, when people just are not educated, they don't know (laughs) where you're at, what's going on, And he doesn't know that I had just had like a pretty tough morning. So it was just kind of like the icing on the cake to like have a conversation about my body and how I was feeling. So that is going to happen this holiday season. You are going to be in some kind of triggered state at some point, whether it's going to a social event, a work event, whatever. Something will happen that will trigger you because that is just, that's kind of just life. It happens frequently, right? And we're kind of tested. And I truly believe that God gives us opportunities. Maybe he doesn't orchestrate it, but I do believe he gives us opportunities to live out his word 
in action and in deed? And am I being gentle and humble towards this stranger who does not understand what an eight or nine month belly looks like? I'm not even in my third trimester. Um, And he's making comments about it, right? And so I can diffuse that tension, like I can get reactive and make a scene and make an issue and, and act on my trigger. Or I can choose gentleness and humility, which is what you know, the Proverbs are saying here, I can be really intentional to turn this conversation in direction that maybe it takes me, you know, kind of stepping into being like the bigger person, if you will, even though the person doesn't know what they're actually asking and that it caused pain in you. But it is kind of being the bigger person to choose gentleness and humility when someone doesn't understand your circumstances. And so that's just saying... Wouldn't that be so great if we were able to conceive? I'm really looking forward to the day that my husband and I can become parents. That's going to be so awesome. Kids are such a blessing. That's a gentle, humble response to a very difficult, complex question that that person just instigated in your life, right? You can choose to focus your thoughts on the gift of what will be when God answers that prayer, however God answers that prayer, to become parents. And that's where your heart is at when you're replying. You're not lying. You're not um, ignoring the question. You're not diving into the question in ways that you are not ready yet with people you don't want to share this with. And you're not getting reactive in a defensive way because it is a conversation you don't want to talk about. Instead, you're responding with that gentleness and you are immediately diffusing that conversation because that person is now thinking about that and which kind of leads us to the next point in what we can how we can kind of navigate and steer the conversation away from that territory and that is the third aspect of setting boundaries so proverbs 4:23 says is just encouraging guarding your heart and this can be applied to setting healthy boundaries with people and establishing limits of like what you're comfortable discussing and who you want to talk with about this type of thing So what that means is like when I receive that question and then I tell them like, wouldn't that be so incredible? I can't wait for the day that my husband and I get to conceive and have kids. We are definitely looking forward to it. However, we are just really enjoying what God is doing in our life today. But I'd love to hear more about you. Like what is something that God's doing in your life or what has been your favorite thing so far this holiday season? Or what are you most excited about for Christmas? Or Are you doing any traveling for Christmas? Like just taking the conversation, responding with that gentleness and humility, and then setting that boundary to not discuss it further by asking them a question that is going to pivot the conversation, one, back to them because everybody likes to talk about themselves for the most part. And then two, it's back to kind of a neutral territory where you can take a deep breath and diffuse the emotions that are circulating in your heart from the triggers of those questions, right? And so taking an opportunity and navigating the conversation, asking them a question about them. So obviously this would depend on how well you know them, if it's family, if it's friends, ask a question about something that they would enjoy discussing. If you just saw that they just went on a trip, say, hey, I would love to hear about that trip that you just, that cruise you just took in Alaska, grandma. Like, why don't you tell me about that? I'd love to hear more about that. 
Or have you tried this appetizer? I brought this. Let me bring you over here. You've got to try this appetizer. I made it for the first time this year. You know, just really being intentional to steer the conversation in a healthier direction. And so then we get to the fourth tip that God's word gives us, and that is just having wisdom in our speech. Proverbs 17.27 says, whoever restrains his words has knowledge, and he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding. So really practicing wisdom in our responses, choosing our words carefully, avoiding unnecessary conflict. I think that's something that I can improve on specifically in my family because I am more of like a no-filter Courtney when I'm around, obviously, the people that I'm most comfortable with. And sometimes I don't practice that wisdom of like, what I'm I'm about to share, whether it's about my conceiving journey or people's various opinions on treatment options or people think I should just, you know, they all have advice, right? So whether it's about that topic or it's just about anything in general, asking myself, am I having wisdom? Am I restraining my words and having a cool spirit of understanding? Or am I just kind of adding fuel to the fire because I'm fired up about whatever topic we're talking about and I just want to like engage almost because I'm kind of in a defensive position anyways. And that is something that is a practiced habit, practiced character that I believe we could all (laughs) benefit from when we are navigating any kind of conversation with our friends and family, especially during the holiday season, because man, anything could come up, right? It's like politics could come up or like this. When are you going to start having kids could come up and people mean so well, but they just don't understand because your experience was not theirs, right? And so how can you be purposefully praying before you go to any event, any event coming up, like we have a Thanksgiving dinner Thursday. So me just being intentional in prayer, God, help me restrain my words. Help me to be wise in the speech that I choose on Thursday. Help me to avoid unnecessary conflict and to be intentional with how I promote peace and love and forgiveness and gentleness and humility because you've called me to those things. You've given me your spirit and your spirit is those things. So how can I be intentional and show me how to be intentional when this event happens? And just being super intentional about praying over that. And that's the kind of the fifth point of just prayer and patience. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 encourages believers to bring their concerns to God through prayer. So really just seeking God's guidance in your responses. I think it's okay. Like you and your spouse should have that conversation going into family events or friend events and navigating like, do you both feel comfortable? Should the conversation go in that direction? Do you have permission to share the details of your journey? I know sometimes some spouses can be very private and say like, you know, I don't want you to share at all with anybody. This is between you and I, or some are like more comfortable. So just making sure that you have unity going into any event and that you go into it with prayer and patience and really seeking God's guidance in how you're responding and exercising that patience. I think it's also such a great opportunity to show people how you are trusting in God's timing and how you are using his wisdom to navigate the challenging family dynamics of trying to conceive, right? So that is such a blessing. It's kind of like a testimony, which is why I felt pretty comfortable sharing our journey. 
There were pieces of the journey along the way that Josh and I, you know, whether it was him or me, that we felt we needed to kind of keep to ourselves, if that makes sense. And so we had to just seek God's guidance every step of the way. Like, what are we comfortable sharing? What are we not comfortable sharing? Being a team in that aspect of how we go about sharing those things. And like for me, I know I was someone who (laughs) did not want to hear advice or opinions unless I asked for that. So when I shared about things, it was never, I had to make sure that I set that healthy boundary and that I spoke with wisdom not to engage other people's opinions or thoughts or their feelings about things because I wasn't looking for that. So I had to be intentional with how I went about that so that I could protect my heart from people who do not understand, who have never gone down that path. Like, I don't really want to hear what their opinion is on it because they have never navigated it before. So just being intentional to really dig into Philippians 4, 6, 7 and really bringing your concerns to God through prayer. Like if you are nervous about a family event or a friend event or a social gathering and you're just so worried about that conversation coming up, I would challenge you to spend time preparing your heart in prayer. Don't just go to that party and bring a dish that you prepared and you're offering it to share with, you know, everyone else like for Thanksgiving or whatnot. Go with a prepared heart that has spent time in prayer with God talking about these things and being intentional to preparing your heart for the interactions that you might be having and that anxiety that you might be feeling, surrendering that to him. The sixth tip from scripture is modeling Christ-like behavior. Romans 12.2 encourages believers not to conform to the patterns of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So obviously our goal is to really demonstrate the fruit of the spirit when we're engaging with any kind of interpersonal relationships. And just being intentional to know that just because you see things on Instagram or I just feel like there's this culture out there that just like encourages you to feel how you feel and that's okay and own those feelings and just kind of empowers the individual and the self and almost idolizes the self and the feelings. God's word is not saying that. God's word says to not conform to the patterns of this world be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So all these scriptures that I've given you on this episode is a great place to dig into this holiday season and take time to really transform and renew your minds. This is why I am so passionate about my Finding Hope Through TTC masterclass that I did a couple weeks ago. And actually, you can purchase the recording down below in the show notes. For this week only, Thanksgiving week, I'm actually doing a cyber sale for 20% off. You can access that course for 20% off. And it's all about this exact principle. How do we apply Romans 12 to and transform and renew our minds? If you are someone who is struggling with your thoughts and as a result, your feelings are just all over the map and you just feel so distant from the Lord and you feel like you need to just kind of like get your feelings in check, get your thoughts in check, and you believe God's word, but you're like, I don't know how to actually live it out, especially in light of trying to conceive and the pain of that and the feelings that that brings. This masterclass is a perfect place for you to start. 
you can just hit the show notes and there will be a link down there for you to purchase that has the 20% off through this week. I would love for it to serve you because it really does dive into like how to actually change those things and not just kind of raw, raw your way with scripture. Like it actually gives you tools. It's like, okay, here's how to do something about it, which I am like all about because I, I like to do things. I'm like, tell me what to do and I will do it, right? So that's huge. And then finally, our final tip is going to be redirecting conversations. Proverbs 21:23 says, whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. And you know, th- again, this is kind of what I mentioned before with that biblical wisdom navigating those conversations, having gentleness and humility. A great way to navigate the conversation is by bringing it back to something that they would want to engage with that is a neutral territory and a positive subject that's not going to create any triggers for you. So if someone is you know, asking you about those questions, again, you can say that is going to be such an exciting season in our life, but we're really enjoying where we're at right now. Tell me about, and then you go into, and that's like your pivot point. Tell me about, or, and that's like your question. You ask a question, you engage with them about a trip they just went on. You talk about something that they're going through, their job, like what God's doing in their life how you can be praying for them, really seeking an opportunity to transition the conversation. And if you feel like you can't really transition the conversation with like something you do think you can talk about, that would get you back into neutral territory. It's totally okay to be intentional about saying like, that is going to be such an exciting time. I can't wait for that. We're really enjoying the season that we're in now excuse me, I'm going to go fill up my drink or I'm going to go get another snack or, you know, I was thinking about something and I forgot to go grab X, Y, and Z, right? Like coming up with a reason to unengage from the conversation. If you feel like you cannot control your emotions, you can't control what you're going to say, and you just feel like highly triggered, highly emotion, like your emotions are just like really sensitive at that point, it's okay for you to come up with a pivot point to exit that conversation. And maybe you and your husband, like for me, (laughs) I am more of the introvert. So I feel like it would be beneficial for us to have like kind of a code word or like signaling with our eyes or whatever it might be where one of us can be interrupted or interceded because we needed to exit that conversation and just being intentional to communicate what that looks like. So remember that every situation is so unique. And obviously, this is just God's word helping us to follow Jesus through a season in our life that is not easy to navigate because a lot of people have not experienced this and do not know what it is like to hurt from some deep, deep desire and prayer requests. But it's amazing like how genuinely supportive people can be when they do know. So this is just an opportunity for you to really navigate if you want to share with people, if you don't want to share it with people, but really ultimately how to just be Christ-like in your attitude, how to show his love, his understanding, his gentleness, his humility, and his peace in the interactions that you have this holiday season. Um, If you do have questions, I would love for you to message me over at the Waiting Well podcast. I would love to dive deeper into this topic or any kind of questions that come up from hearing this. That would just be such a gift to engage in that way. So I will see you over there. And don't forget, you can get 20% off 
the masterclass Finding Hope Through TTC or our Marriage Masterclass 20% off if you enroll this week. That masterclass will take place December 9th. My husband and I cannot wait to dive into how to build up your marriage while waiting and trying to conceive. Hope you guys have an awesome holiday season. I will see you next week on the Waiting Well Podcast. I am so glad that you chose to meet me at the well today. If this episode inspired you, changed you, or blessed you in some way, I would love for you to do one of two things. First, head to Apple Podcasts at that link below and leave a review. And second, screenshot this episode and share it in your stories, tagging me at Sewn With Strength or text it on over to a friend that this episode might bless. These are the number one ways to thank me. I am truly so grateful to be building out this community and I cannot wait to see you on the next episode. Until then, go get a workout done for me and I will see you right back here at the Waiting Well Podcast.